Today is Monday, May 3rd, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. Network Information Service. I'm Robert John. Australia appoints first population minister. Australian Prime Minister Kevin Rudd announced Australia's first population minister on April 3rd. Prime Minister Rudd cited sustainability concerns as the reason for establishing the position because Australia's population is projected to swell rapidly in coming decades from 22 million to 35.9 million within 40 years. Rudd stated, quote, Many Australians have legitimate concerns about the sustainability of the population levels in different parts of the country, particularly its impact on urban congestion, water and agriculture, etc. Our challenge is to make sure that we get our future population levels as right as possible. End quote. Australia is the world's sixth largest country by land mass, yet it has only 7.9 people per square mile which is the lowest rate for developed nations. What does Our Lady say about sustainability? About God's creation being capable of sustaining man and his filling the earth? About man believing himself so great as to try and control a country's or even the world's population? September 2, 2006 God is great. Great are His works. Do not deceive yourselves that you can do anything without Him not even to take a single step. She said also on July 25, 2000, Little children, be open to God's love and leave egoism and sin. This is the Medj Network Information Service. Americans stock up to be ready during uncertain times. A growing social movement that has been termed survivalism light is taking root in America. The people who make up this movement are called preppers, because they are preparing for uncertainty in the future. These preppers, who come from all walks of life, are learning to grow their own food, storing emergency rations, and learning how to perform basic medical treatments and other procedures. There are doctors, lawyers, and firemen, all types of people. Tess Pennington, a 33-year-old mother of three, stated, quote, I feel safe and more secure. I have taken personal responsibility for the safety of myself and of my family. We have decided to be prepared. There are all kinds of disasters that can happen, natural and man-made. 
the terrorist attacks of 9-11 drove many people to more carefully consider the uncertainties that exist in the world. But only recently have people begun to take action in concrete ways. Much of the recent drive to prepare concretely has been spurred by the severe recession, as millions of Americans are losing their jobs and homes. Many people are beginning to understand that real security does not come from their bank accounts, insurance policies, or retirement plans. Real security is with God, and living how He intended us to live. Our Lady speaks of real security on March 18, 1997. In the heart of the one where only my son reigns, that one knows what peace and security is. June 25, 2002 Little children, comprehend that this is a time of grace for each of you. And with me, little children, you are secure. I desire to lead you all on the way of holiness. This is the Medj Network Information Service. Gun Control Cases Becoming the New Abortion Gun control legislation battles are cropping up all over the United States as small groups vie to restrict citizens' Second Amendment right to bear arms. The Supreme Court is currently deliberating over the gun control case McDonald v. City of Chicago, which will decide on the ability of cities and states to restrict the right to bear arms. America's founding fathers intended this right for man so he could protect himself not only from criminals, but most importantly, so he could protect himself from oppressive government. Kurt Levy, executive director of the nonprofit Committee for Justice, believes that gun ownership is becoming the new abortion in the sense that the gun control stance of potential Supreme Court justice nominees will play a major role similar to the role of the individual stance on abortion has played in the past, in whether or not they receive a nomination or approval. Joseph Natius of the Coalition to Save America said, quote, Our forefathers viewed it as a right to bear arms, not for criminal activity, but to use as any other tool one uses. Cain killed Abel with a rock. Do we therefore ban rocks? The heart is what makes a killer or thief, and it is just such, be the killer or thief an individual or oppressive government. Our forefathers wrote in the Constitution the right to bear arms as a protection not only from those of criminal intent, but also when government becomes the same. Ignatius continues, One must study history. When guns start to be confiscated, it is not a good omen, for it is preparation for the oppression of the people. Oppressors cannot act while the people can defend themselves and ideas of freedom are strong. Stalin said, Ideas are far more powerful than guns. We don't allow our enemies to have guns. Why should we allow them to have ideas? Oppressors first take away your ability to defend yourself. Then they take away your ideas to enslave you. End quote. Our Lady of Medjugorje gave a message on August 25, 1994, in which she spoke of nations, their founders, and the dreams these founders had. She said, Dear children, today I am united with you in prayer, in a special way, praying for the gift of the presence of my beloved Son in your home country. I pray and intercede before my Son, Jesus, so that the dream that your fathers had may be fulfilled. 
Pray, little children, in a special way, because Satan is strong and wants to destroy hope in your heart. I bless you. Thank you for having responded to my call. From the Medge Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Medjugorje.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Society today is driven by atheistic patterns who say that they do not need God. Yet, Our Lady tells us, without God, you can do nothing. Are we to stand idle and watch society and culture crumble around us? What can we do? We no longer have to stand still. We can take action. July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama, gather with others from across the United States to re-consecrate the United States of America back to God. Five days, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. For more information, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000, July 1st through 5th at Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and for those of you joining us for the very first time, uh, in June of 1981, Our Lady began appearing in a village in the former Yugoslavia called Medjugorje. And Our Lady came because she said that there uh, was a that faith began to extinguish itself. At that time, she chose six children uh, to deliver her messages to the world. One of those six, Mariana, uh, had received apparitions of Our Lady daily until 1982. In December of 1982, Mariana then began to see Our Lady only once a year. In the early 90s, Our Lady began again to appear to Mariana on the second of every month and giving messages on that day, which is a day she designated as a day of prayer for non-believers. And so today's message that we will be, or yesterday's message that we will be speaking about during today's broadcast, a friend of Medjugorje will be referencing to that message that Our Lady gave yesterday. And so as we begin this broadcast, uh, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. We'd like to welcome everybody to our show again, and it's uh, so unbelievable what we are in the midst of. And the, the power of what we see in the message, and it reveals so much more on how big Medjugorje is. Of course, I wrote this article yesterday. It said that Medjugorje is always much bigger, basically, than what we think it is. And we see this unfolding. And as our events of the uh, month by month pass by, especially with the 25th and the 2nd coming by uh, to us, we see uh, Our Lady unveiling more and more of her plan. And we sense that, and, and every every apparition from Guadalupe on, even from the beginning, first apparition when the uh, rosary was given, or, or not first apparition, but when the rosary was first given to us, uh, they're all pieces of the puzzle. When you start putting these things together, you see what's happening right now. And of course, all this throughout history was to prepare for the moment in which we live right now. 
So you're privileged, just as those who were privileged to live during Jesus' days when he was alive, that we are alive during the time that God has given over the world to the Holy Virgin Mary to bring it to salvation, to recall it back to salvation, because it's forgot its own salvation. So without further words, Joan, why don't we read the message of yesterday? And of course, we never broadcast on Sundays, um, unless it's the secrets. That would be the ox in the ditch. But other than that, uh, we're broadcasting yesterday's message for tonight's show. Our Lady of Medjugorje's May 2nd, 2010 message on the day for non-believers. Dear children, today through me, the good Father calls you to, with your soul filled with love, set out on a spiritual visitation. Dear children, be filled with grace. Sincerely repent for your sins and yearn for the good. Yearn also in the name of those who have not come to know the perfection of the good. You will be more pleasing to God. Thank you. So, <laughs> I'll wait for you to say something about the message, as usual. <laughs> it didn't work last time, remember? <laughs> the, uh, this is a beautiful message. At the same time, you know, we wrote something yesterday. If you, if you read it on Medjugorje.com, um, you know, the first impressions. And there's always something with the message. And, of course, it speaks a million ways. But for a lady to say set out, you know, it just immediately reminded me of set out for the hill country, set out for what the visitation with Elizabeth. And with that spiritual visitation, uh, John the Baptist was filled with grace. Uh, he, you know, uh, Elizabeth said, Whom I met the mother of our Lord comes to me. And immediately John the Baptist, upon these words, uh, jumps, leaps with joy, being filled with the Holy Spirit, which is grace. And so that yearning that we see in this good, uh, of of what it is that we're supposed to be doing what I said on the 10th anniversary, June 25th, 1991, read sacred scripture to find the true reason for my coming. And every message has some scripture that re it reveals. It also has applications to your personal life. And, and while I addressed a lot of the scriptural side of this yesterday, tonight maybe we'll just go into some of the, the personal. And the fact that I says through, today through me, good father, the good father calls you. And you have to take this in the context. Why does she say the good father? Why is she said why doesn't she just say the father? Because this is on the day of non-believers. What's the basic reason for non-belief? Is something's happened in a family. It's known and, and actually uh, I think it was Yelena who who revealed that the Children learn how to love God by the way the mother and father love each other. Did you catch that? Not loving the children, not any other way about not loving God, but how they love each other. And we're in war zones. We have fractured families. We have people who have hatred in a family, at least where hatred exists in the family. That's a message, another message. But it's an incredible statement that Yellen has said that children learn how to love God by the love of the mother and father toward each other. And a lot of this comes back to the woman, you know, her respect to the husband. They did a study. There's a book out called, I think, what's the name of the book? It's written by uh, the ministry 
um, respect about respect the husband. Love and respect. Love and respect. Excellent book. Everybody should read it. It's Protestants, but they're dead on. They're dead on what they say. And uh, this book has been real popular several years ago, and it's still popular, I think. But in that, it talks about that um, our husband doesn't want to hear that his wife loves him. Our husband wants to hear, they did studies, that they asked the husbands this, what they want to hear is that the wife respect them. Our wife doesn't want to know that the husband respects them. She wants to know that he loves her. And there's two different things. That I forgot the analogy how they go through there. It's like apples and oranges, the way they see things. He has to have respect. She has to have love. And the scripture basically says that. You know, if you, if you, uh, what Timothy talks about uh, when it says, wives submit to your husbands, that's a respectful thing to do. And in other words, you're following underneath his guideship and, and respect. It doesn't, he doesn't have to have the perfect answer. He has to exercise his authority. And you say, well, my husband's not good. Well, we don't say she who rocks the cradle rocks rules the world for anything. Why, why do we say that? Where's these proverbs come up? Except that's true. So gentlemen are raised by, by mothers as gentle little boys. And they become gentle men by the way the mother raises them. There's, there's a lot of power in motherhood, there's a lot of focus on that in the message. Uh, there's a distinguishing difference in what Our Lady does with the women and the men. Now, we she calls us all little children, granted, but she's got some real strong messages. I want the fruits of the family to be seen one day. She says, I want you to love your children, give them good advice, especially parental love. Or, 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 I'm sorry, she says this parental love should be motherly. She slants the parenting of a motherly love. Because what's the world sick from? The lack of motherhood. I heard a Protestant minister the other day says he's just so sick of seeing all these women running out doing everything and doing this and doing that and fibulous, doing nothing. In fact, that lady gave a message I just saw right when the show was coming on. Um, August 2nd, 2009. Do not refuse my love. Do not renounce salvation or eternal life for the sake of transiences and frivolity. We have so much frivolity going on in the family today. And this Protestant minister went on and says, she should be home canning. And I think I talked the story maybe a couple of years ago about this Japanese girl who saw these magazines and wanted to come to America. And she saw the mom with apron on, baking cookies, and the kids coming in from school. And she had this whole concept and this beautiful thing about this American way of life. And she wanted that. She came there and she saw it wasn't there no more. And so we've lost something. And our lady's telling us today something really incredible. She says, the good father calls... You too, with your soul filled with love, set out on a spiritual visitation. And of course, we have Our Lady coming to us as mother. What does a mother, what does a mother need today? Or rather, what does the world need today except mother? The, we, we've really rejected God. Israel did that repeatedly. We've done that. We've rejected Jesus. Really, we don't go by his principles no more. We don't need him anymore. And so well, what else is to come but establish that? His motherhood. And Mary is establishing the good father. Why? Because most families and non-believers raised where there was no love exchanged between the mother and father, they, they, a lot of them hated the father. It's more important to the, to the children to have a real respect and love for the father, even if he don't live up to that, for them to love God the father. 
we've had many people come to us about counseling, about marriage, and their, their strife, and about the, what the husband's done, and he's done this. And, and I always tell them, you teach, even if they're divorced, you teach your children to love their father. And you never talk bad about him, no matter what he's done. You don't do that. Because you're damaging his ability or the child's ability to love God the Father every time you do that. If you're together and, and, and you you're, are married and you strike out at your husband, you're damaging the image of God the Father because that's who he stands in position for. The children are wise enough to know that he's imperfect. Our Lady says, you're an also yearn, in today, yesterday's message, Yearn also in the name of those who have not come to know the perfection of the good. What is the good? She said at the beginning, good father. And Our Lady has, was, gave a message, an incredible message that shows this point I'm making to you. It's there. You don't have to take my word for it. Look for it. If you're open and you're not biased and you're not tainted by this feminism that's in our culture that's destroyed it and destroyed fatherhood, actually, because men have come to see women as something on a billboard or a magazine instead of somebody. I remember reading a long story a long time ago about um, this guy got married and he talked about why he married because she made good apple pies. They looked for a homemaker back then. Now they're looking for a billboard model. And nobody's happy with that. But she said, good father. And we have the, the basic ingredients when our lady gave this message once showing that, that it's through motherhood this comes through into the family. She said, I think this is like December 19th, I forgot the year, probably in the 90s, and our lady says, uh, today I give you, uh, today Jesus will give, or on, or on Christmas Day, I'll give all mothers my motherly blessing. And today I give, uh, the, I give you, I give the others uh Jesus will give the others his blessing. Why did she distinguish that? She, and she actually forewarned mothers that she's going to do this. Except women rule the world. And they rule the world through respecting men. And when they understand that, they get respected. You know, people say there's so much abuse, there's all these shelters. Well, why? Think about that. What's the cause of that? Because there's no respect for women today. Why? Because they're not respected. And so we've gone, we're on the wrong way. Our lady says today, set out on a spiritual visitation. These words set out is something really, really important. So it, it's really critical that we understand that Our Lady, God's, God's, Jesus is not sending the Archangel Michael because, I mean, that's what we deserve. We deserve the sword. What Sister Lucy saw, the sword of the flames. That's who God was going to send. And what does the third secret of Fatima says? It says that upon the fire coming from the sword to strike the earth that upon the splendor of Our Lady basically is stopped, is rejected. So this is really something that people don't like to address because they think, oh, you know, we say we're talking about subjugation of women. You're talking about lifting up women. Nothing about subjugation. It's nothing about slavery. It's about that exalted position like the Jews used to hold women. We've lost this whole concept. How to Change Your Husband, the whole book is based on this. And women who apply this begin to be somebody that, on a regular throne. They become somebody. Now they enter the workforce, they're just like everybody else. It's just somebody to compete with. 
So there's not respect for women. It's true. There's more abuse now than ever. Why? Think about that. Because they've, gave a, they've given up their role. People say, well, look at man. Well, the, the greatest imprint on that boy is the mother who nurses him. And she paints the image of the father. You can have a wonderful father. And she's always nagging him, always putting him down and saying, you don't know nothing. She's gonna have, he's going to have a bad image of him. So our lady is saying today, the good father, because the wounded souls out there are non-believers because they never saw this proper exchange of love and respect. And we've seen it. Well, it's proven in, in our own work and experience that when the wife really comes in this position, everything's better, even if he's not, even if he doesn't change. She's teaching the kids about her position of how to love God, God the Father, how to love, because they know he's not right on certain, certain things or, or even if he's uh, a horrible father. Her reaction teaches them how to deal with this, just like the people who went in the Coliseum. You know, not that we're advocating abuse, not saying that at all. This is well-defined in How to Change Your Husband. But anyway, this message is very strong about Our Lady showing these non-believers. She says literally, also in the name of those who do not have not come to know the perfection of the good. Because society, the sitcoms, the magazines, the newspapers, everything out there, the songs, paint fatherhood as a, as a dog. You're just a dog. And don't you dare, anybody, say that's not the case. You're blind and you're ostrich with your head in the ground. This is a serious crisis in this country. It's a serious crisis in the world. Fatherhood is, is nothing now. And so I wrote at least 15 years ago, the coming thing is fatherhood. Well, just the image and your writing that went with this message in which you uh, bring out the, the visitation really confirms so much what you're saying. Our Lady came to Elizabeth. They were both mothers. And they were both entrusted, the two of them, with, with the whole salvation of the world. God entrusted that to the women. Zachariah was the one that was made speechless because of his lack of belief in God, his lack of faith. And so um, it's just also looking at Mariana and uh, what you wrote about what does she do in her day, this visionary who carries all of this plan of Our Lady for non-believers. She's in her house. She's taking care of pilgrims. She's taking care of her family, just like all the other women in the village, except for this, this one day a month. And she becomes the center of the whole world's attention to bring this message you know, from Our Lady. And um, this being the month of May, the month of motherhood, uh, Mother's Day coming in a, f in a few weeks, all of this points to the, the things that you're saying today. Well, it's, it's amazing some of the things that it says about God the Father. And, and today, this just, uh, it's a little bit awkward saying the good Father. He, he really is something that people don't have that image of him. A non-believer doesn't have the image that God is a good father. I wrote, uh, I don't know whether it's in Whose Opinion is Right or How to Change a Husband or I See Far, one of those books about these youth who, these two youth who stared out the window. And and uh, what was the name of the street? I can't remember. It was, but anyway, they, do you remember the name of it? But they, they always would sit there and wait for something to happen and they, and they pray to God. 
but their parents got a divorce anyway, and they struck out at God. You know, we wish you were dead. And see, they've been wounded because God to them is represented in this war zone of what a father is. And, and a, a mother will never do herself good by not lifting her husband up in the greatest way in front of the kid's image and in the best way, covering up his imperfections because know the perfection of the good. Okay, there's certain things men do have some perfections, and that's what you highlight and accentuate, and the the husband can reciprocate that. And most people are jockeying for power in marriage. I didn't plan to get on all this now, but this is we've got a real sickness and disease in the proper order of the family. And I know people rebel against this, against this, and I I don't back down from it. I tell you to get how to change your husband, and actually. This book has been a bestseller for 15 years now, and we put it free on the site. From It's there, right? Download the whole book. If you're in Australia, download the book and read it. And some women said, we want to flush it down the toilet. We want to do this. But after they read it and start putting it into practice, it works. But you can get this. Or Why don't you say how to get that on the site? I don't know where it is. In the, uh, on the left-hand menu underneath the download section, there's a uh, section that says books... Uh, I believe actually I'm looking at it right now. Downloads and then books, and um, you can see um, underneath the books you'll see how to change your husband um, listed there as a free download. And we don't care to make money on this. We're not. We don't have this. We have this for the information. And this is every every person. We've had people read it ten times. We've had people. We we turned over one thousand documents to the Vatican. We canceled divorces through this book because how to change your husband is, was was when the wife applied this. He changed. Now, you've got very diseased cases that can't, but still you can make a, 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 bar- a bad situation less worse. Okay, But still, it doesn't negate you from trying to go toward this. And this is what is coming to show us. And so uh, we can see God in, in things. And when you start looking at the family in this way, uh, it's beautiful. There's, there's things that should be done uh, in the family and the attitudes we have that will institute in the heart of these kids a whole other way of God and looking at Him. Just walked down the street to the coffee shop Had to take a break I'd been by her side for 18 hours straight Saw a flower growing in the middle of the sidewalk Pushing up through the concrete like it was planted right there for me to see The flashing lights, the honking horns all seemed to fade away And the shadow of that hospital at 508 I saw God today I've been to church, I've read the book I know He's here but I don't look Near as often as I should Yeah, I know I should His fingerprints are everywhere I just slowed down to stop and stare Open my eyes and man, I swear I saw God today Saw a couple walking by They were holding hands Man, she had that glow Yeah, I couldn't help but notice she was starting to show Stood there for a minute, taking in the sky Lost in that sunset I 
splash of amber melted in the shades of red. I've been to church, I've read the book, I know he's here, but I don't look near as often as I should. Yeah, I know I should. His fingerprints are everywhere. I Slow down to stop and stare Open my eyes and man I swear I saw God today Got my face pressed up against the nursery glass She's sleeping like a rock my name on her wrist, wearing tiny pink socks She's got my nose, she's got her mama's eyes My brand new baby girl, she's a miracle I saw God today This song reminds me of my daughter. I have six six boys, and then the seventh was a girl. And she's around 13 now, but I remember, I, I just, the song just says, uh, saw a flower growing in the middle of the sidewalk, pushing up through the concrete. And we've got a lot of heavy equipment in our mission because we don't believe in paying everything to a contractor, and if we could do buy the machine and then do it ourselves, the machine's free. Otherwise, the contractor get it. So through the years, we've been able to buy a lot of the equipment to run the mission and, and expand the mission and what we want to do in the future. And and we can do it very efficiently with very little money. We really stretch the dollar because my background's in that. But we've got one big machine that's a Traco. And if you know anything about a Traco, this machine uh, can reach out 40, 45 feet out. Uh, it's about a 75,000-pound machine, very big machine. All All my boys have been through it. Uh, when they were little babies, we we would drive them in it, and, and they knew it. But the boys never would touch the controls. When she got in there, when she was two and a half, she was touching controls and everything. Totally different. And I'm talking about all the equipment from my oldest, who's 30, 30 or 34. All of them have always been around equipment. But one day we were digging, and she was probably two and a half years old. And she's sitting in my lap. It's closed cab. It's real quiet in there, air conditioning, everything. We were digging in, I think it was a mud swamp where we were on some of the back fields, uh, fixing some, some ground. And uh, she kept trying to stop me every time I went down in the middle. And, and there was nothing out there but mud. And she kept doing this and, and putting her foot up and, and stopping the controls. I said, Bridget, stop that. And she, and so insistent for about 10 minutes, and then kept pointing her finger, pointing her finger. And every time I go over the spot, I look down there trying to figure out what is she looking at. And there's one little bitty tiny, tiny yellow flower sitting out there in all that mud. You know, and this is a radius about 60 feet, 70 feet around. I never saw that because fathers don't see that. Girls do. Girls and boys are different, I'm telling you. <laughs> Very different. But the, the woman and the finesse that they have is, is built in. And, f and uh, I never forget it. It was shocking. I, I never saw the thing. She'd been looking at it for 10 minutes, trying to say this little bitty flower. And I'm not talking about a big flower because it was way away from me. I'm talking about something smaller than half the size of your fingernail. So this, these joys that you have, too, with, with family, our lady really wants to do it. She said, I want this, the fruits of the family to see one day. 
and and we we've gone to an educational system, we've gone to an intellectual system that's sending kids off to universities. They used to use a real a, a wheelwright who made wooden wagon wheels would go to a wheelwright and he would work with this guy for seven years. I think the age they'd go is like 10, 11 years old. They taught him all kind of lessons. For seven years, he'd learned just how to make wheels. But you should see all that goes into that. And they taught him values. They taught him morals. They mentored to him. And you could do the same thing with doctors. Our lady said today, set out. It's something incredible in this that she said this. She has said this seven times, the word set out. Five of those times have been just, in, or four or five of them have just been in the last few months. Last month, she said it again. April, April. this was May 2nd, set out. April 2nd, Our Lady says, Reflect on everything human, on everything that does not permit you to set out after my son, on transits and imperfections and limitations. On January 2nd, just a few months ago after that, or before that, Our Lady says, Today I'm calling you with complete surrender and set out with me because I desire to acquaint you with my son. December 25th to Yaakov on his annual apparition, Our Lady says, Only with Jesus in your heart can you set out on the way of salvation and eternal life. On August 2nd, Our Lady says, I'm coming with the motherly love. There's that word again. To point out the way by which you are to set out in order that you may be all the more like my son. And on September 2nd, 2006, those were just months and months after one after another. This jumps back to 2006. She says, do not deceive on uh, September 2nd, 2006. Do not deceive yourselves that you can do anything without him, not even take a single step, my children. Instead, set out and witness his love. And March 25th, 2006, our lady says, Renounce sin and set out on the way of salvation, the way which my son has chosen. And April 25th, 2005, by prayer and your love, the world will set out on a better way and love will begin to rule the world. This is something that she sometimes drops in your messages once or twice, and then in the last few months she's hitting it, set out, set out, set out. Why? Because she said, be ready. Be ready for what? This is, this is why I, I'm, I'm strong about this 40-year thing. We're in the desert. Our Lady put us to set out, to find salvation, as she said here, a better way of love to begin to rule in the world. The other one was March, was it? Yeah, March 25th, 2006, renounced sin and set out on a way of salvation, just like the Israelites. They set out to find the promised land, a way of life, a new way of life. God was bringing them to a new land, a new time. They had to set out from Egypt. And so they wandered in the desert, and we have, and that's why Our Lady uh, waited till 24 years of us being in the desert since 1981. That 24 years... Uh, was the first time she said set out was April 25th, 2005, 24 years after the beginning of the apparition. And she's saying, set out on a better way that love may begin to rule the world. And so we've been wandering in the desert, and now we're coming down the pike, and we're, what, 11, uh, 11 years? Or actually, we're, we're, we're less than 11 years. We're coming down to the 29th anniversary. And so 
uh, what's going to happen in these next next 10, 11 years, a lot of things are going to happen, a lot of serious things. And these messages are getting us prepared for it. And she didn't say be ready without a purpose. And she's not saying set out without a very big purpose. The home is sacred, a noble place where order is born. The Greek philosopher Homer said, There is nothing nobler or more admirable than when two people who see eye to eye keep house as man and wife, confounding their enemies and delighting their friends. What takes place in the home has an important effect upon the whole world. If homes are unstable, the whole of society will be also. The only way to have a noble home and see eye to eye is to understand your role and live it. By this means, society will change. Many homes today, including Christian homes, are only filled with unpeace and strife. Is your home a sacred holy place, a refuge where the Holy Spirit wishes to dwell in the midst of family? Or is your home a war zone with no peace, full of strife and division? Is there hope for change? How to Change Your Husband, a book by a friend of Medjugorje, Truly the Owner's Manual for the Family, God's Direction Through Our Lady and Her Messages from Medjugorje. For over 15 years, How to Change Your Husband has healed thousands of families through God's grace. How to Change Your Husband, available from Caritas of Birmingham. For a free download or to order, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000. How to Change Your Husband by a Friend of Medjugorje, available from Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a Friend of Medjugorje. It can be seen things are contrived. I had no idea that this commercial was going to play on the show today. I didn't have any idea I was even going to talk about how to change your husband or set out on the direction I did. And um, and actually said free download, which was on the commercial. And so I knew that we had new commercials. But I didn't know they were going to be broadcast today or what's going to be on. And we move at such a fast pace that our mission has expanded so much it's hard to keep up with everything. But it's, it's a sign of how God orchestrates things that we're talking about what we're supposed to be talking about today. And if you think... Maybe I'm, I'm a little bit harsh by this or, or, uh, or too, too stiff about it. I am. I, I'm, I'm just sick of seeing the way the family runs. And I've called it in the book, How to Change Your Husband, go to the University of Walmart and just see how kids talk to parents. And they learn that from how the parents talk to each other. You know, a, a man cannot create peace. He cannot create peace. Peace comes from the woman. She creates it. He preserves it. He's the provider, and he preserves. He provides. He, 
But if she's not going to peace when she wakes up in the morning, there's nothing a man can do to make peace. And so, our lady's trying to get us to understand this. I see so much wasted energies on, on Saturdays if we go out, and we rarely go out because Saturdays is our day to make advancements for the community. But uh, we went to Mass early, which was a 4.30 Mass Saturday, and I can't believe the the soccer fields and the, the playgrounds and all that, doing nothing. If, if you think I'm off the wall, you, you don't know what's going on. The families could be making so much headway and preparing them for what they're supposed to be preparing for, getting their life ready, and they're wasting their time. They're following everybody else. They're in these terminus. Don't lead to nothing advancing the family or get them ready for what's coming. The economy, which if you're not listening to the Thursday Medianomics, this is not going to last, people. Don't think we're going to rebound in this economy. It's not going to happen. Many of those people are going to be wailing, spend all those Saturdays doing nothing but frivolity, transit, something passing. When they could have been advancing themselves, growing gardens, building family, canning, moving out to more rural, whatever. It's a waste, I'm telling you. And I tell you, it's stupid. People say, well, coaching and all, they learn lessons. How, you, you can't tell me you can't learn better lessons within the structure of the family and working together. It's a way of life. Every time somebody says special way, I pray for, I want you to pray in a special way. The special way is the way of life. If you're in that form and you're in that way of life and you're doing your three hours of prayer, you can pray in a special way because it's just natural. We pray here in a special way. We conform to that request of lady because she showed us what to build. And we're, we're a prophetic community. I have no qualms saying that. I don't say it with ego or arrogance. I know that our lady's making a window of us of how people are supposed to be living. If you want to know what the future is, just come here and watch. Oh, yes, I know we're under attack. Satan hates what we do. He hates what we do. But we've got a community named Caritas based on love. Our lady asked for it. She's been with us. She's repeatedly gave us message when Maria's here and even in Medjugorje and done things in our grounds in Medjugorje. And so we're, we're at peace. We're at peace with what we're doing. We're only at ease or, or ill at ease of seeing which way the society's going, of how people are wasting so much time now because they're not wise men. People are not wise. They're not seeking God. They're not seeking Jesus. They're seeking everything that's in the papers, everything in the TVs, all the terms, all these things. It's such a void, an abyss. And all, all of you are going to be in anguish. You're going to be in anguish for following this way. It's a bad way. It's a bad path. And it's not the way I send to set out. Set out for a new way, a new way of life. For years they must have watched the heavens day and night. How else would they have known a new star was in sight? It wasn't in the papers, wasn't in the TV guide I'm not really sure how they did, but somehow they got wise They rode their camels across the desert's burning sand They couldn't fly, you know, there were no planes back then Then they met old Harry who was out to steal their joy But they brushed old Herod off And found God's baby boy Wise men Still seek him Those on earth who realize How much they need him Following Jesus Wherever he may lead them Wise men Still seek him Still see him 
Well, today they travel different, but they're wise men just the same. Still talking about the Savior and that blessed night he came. I hear old Herod's out there still trying to deceive, but a whole world full of Herod's can't stop those who believe. Wise men still seeking those on earth who realize how much they need him. Following Jesus wherever he may lead them. Wise men still seeking. Searching for the only way through heaven's open door Bringing gifts to offer Him just like they did before Wise men still seek Him Those on earth who realize how much they need Him Following Jesus wherever He may lead them Seek him, wise men. Still seek him, wise men. Still seek him. I've always felt my fatherhood is the most important thing and my husbandhood is a fatherhood. And, and I, I believed, I've always believed that I represent God in my family. And if you don't understand that, then you don't understand what fatherhood's about. The representation of God the Father is the husband. That's why Yelena, in this genius thing that I already told her, that you learn to love God the Father by watching the love between the mother and father. And sometimes I might give a little wrath, but I always bring mercy. And that's what you do as your children. So what's the image of God and how do they love God? You know, what are you doing in that way? And, and a lot of boys have been raised in the wrong way. They didn't know this. And we have this, this situation. But our days come to correct that as a mother. Because, and that's where the correction lies. And, and as society of the world today is in women. You've got to understand the greater weight is on you. Is why our lady says, I'll bless the mothers on Christmas. All the rest Jesus is blessed today. Why would she distinguish that? She talked about, I didn't get the message, I don't think, correct earlier. It says, uh, give about your loving your children and this parental love should be motherly. Uh, well, I'm not going to say, I'm jealous. You know, she didn't say fatherly. But you'll see this pattern in her talking over and over. I know with this message, uh, you know, every once in a while you get a message and there's one word in there that just stands out and it connects to other meaningful messages that Our Lady's given that are personal. I'm sure there are many of you out there that have experienced this at different times because of a, a one key word that um, made had meaning for you, but in this particular message, the word was visitation, because um, at the very end of this month is the Feast of the Visitation, May 31st, and in our community, Our Lady gave our founder and the community a personal message on the Feast of the Visitation back in 1995, and this was a interesting conversation for tonight, because 
it has to do also with how to change your husband and where we were with, um, with our mission at this point. A friend of Medjugorje had already written Icy Far, the, the television book, and How to Change Your Husband was just about to be released or had just been released. And I believe that he actually had brought um, to Italy to visit Maria the book to have Our Lady Blessed in the apparitions. He went to um, Maria's for the week just to be with Our Lady and um, was able to be in the apparition of May 31st on the Feast of the Visitation, not expecting to be there alone with Maria because her in-laws would always be there every evening. Uh, But this particular evening, they are heading on the way downstairs. They live in the same apartment building. And they suddenly both got sick and had to go back up to their apartment, leaving a friend of Medjugorje uh, alone with Maria for this particular apparition. And he didn't come with a, a question. He didn't come with anything. All he wanted to do was just be in the presence of Our Lady. Sometimes he does have specific questions that he wants to ask Our Lady, but he is very choosy about the times to do that, and he didn't feel called to do that at this particular visit. And the apparition begins and ends, and immediately Maria tells a friend of Medjugorje to recite the Magnificat while she goes to get a pencil and a piece of paper. That's the way she always ends, ends her apparitions, is praying this prayer of Our Lady. So here it is, the Feast of the Visitation. When Our Lady f- prayed that prayer, when you read the story in the Bible, and a friend of Medjugorje is praying this prayer, the same prayer of Our Lady after the apparition. And then Our Lady gave the message, a shock, uh, that Maria said was for our founder and the community. And the message she gave that day was, Little children, I desire that through your lives you are witnesses that you are my extended hands, my instruments. Get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God, to a way of salvation. And though those words aren't the same as the words in today's message or yesterday's message, they still have the same kind of feeling. When Our Lady says, set out on a spiritual visitation, in the message that we received, it says, Go get hearts and lead them to a way of salvation, that same kind of action of setting out and going to get souls and to being a witness and to to not only be um, desiring of our own conversion, but to yearn also for the names of those who have not come to know the love of God or the perfection of the good. So it's just um, a beautiful um, message that we received on on behalf of the community, as well as just this message of the um, her non-believers. Well, it was a commission because we was pa- I was particularly passive at that point when that happened. I knew Our Lady was saying, "You know, you've been quiet for eight years." To, I think that was to eight, maybe eight, ten years at that point with a mission, and we just came. We just took care of what came to us at that point. We changed and become much more enthusiastic about the, the message with and, and approaching with enthusiasm. And uh, I was just learning a Greek word, and I need to look it up. Was uh, enthusiasm actually means God, uh, God's grace, or, or something, something with doing God, the Greek word. Uh, ambition is one thing. People do things ambitiously. They're doing it with their ego. They're doing it with their plans. 
And and Ali doesn't want that. But she does want us to be enthusiastic about the message. And we should have enthusiasm. This plan is so incredible. Uh, today, it doesn't take much to get my heart pumping when we start talking about this destruction of the family. Because it's so wrong. It's structured wrong. Everything from the jobs to the hospitals to your work to the church, even, even the membership of the church, structure this thing completely wrong. And it can't work the way it's structured. And so how to change your husband is about that. And I, I'm... Uh, I've really forgotten that we've made a free download. How many pages is it? Three hundred, about three hundred pages. It's about three hundred. So they'd have yeah. to have a, a ream of paper. Mm-hmm, get your much. ream of paper wherever you are in the world. You can get this. It doesn't matter if you're in Africa, Australia, Austria, Italy, wherever you're listening. You can get this on your little printer. It may cost you a little bit of ink, but you can get it. It'll change your life. It's the message. It's what all is showing us to God the Father to submit to God the Father. If the world would submit and respect God the Father, and you brought that same structure into the family, that would work, correct? Why wouldn't it not? I saw a whole lot of these plans, the basis for plans. So it's very important that we follow this pattern our lady is saying to do, the good father. And that means that the imperfections that the wife can cover of the husband it's to her advantage because the more perfect the kids see him, the more perfect he'll stand in position of that and the respect. And so this is the way it works. Of course, we're going to have, uh, unfortunately, an hour is not long enough to speak about uh, the messages of Our Lady specifically when you get into topics like this. But there is going to be, for sure, there is going to be this question that's going to be asked after the show. Uh, and so we might as well ask it now. But uh, there's going to be people that are going to ask, what about the people who are in bad situations, the wife that has a husband who's a non-believer or um, is not interested, or the husband who has a wife who's not interested, or the child who has parents that are not interested in God or the faith or anything like that? Uh, how are we to deal in those circumstances with what's being said today? Well, it's, it's right here in the message. A lady says, Dear children, to be filled with grace... Sincerely repent from your sins. You can't do anything if you're not in repentance. If we're not going through repentance, nothing's going to happen. For a whole nation, for the whole world. Every country, they, they've got the, the individual has to be repentant. The family needs to be repentant. And the nation needs to be repentant. And once the families are repentant, the nation's repentant. And uh, people's got these, these I don't know you know the way I say it, these stupid scruples because we're so big on the United States repeat, r- repenting. Who do we think we are? Sometimes we get a letter. And the majority see it. But you should be praying for your nation, wherever you live. That's your motherland. You don't know the message if you think this is out of order. You're out of order. And this is what amazes me the most, that still how people are so far from the message and grasping what it is all he wants. She wants an individual healed. She told Lucia that. She's talking about the rosary. That there's nothing the rosary won't help an individual, help a family help every situation, help the families of the world, and help the nations. The Patriarch Rosary is a beautiful way to be helping the nation. And people think it's unvirtuous. You're sick. You're so sick. Your heart's sick. Your discernment's sick. You have no power to discern it. You don't understand what's going on with the message or what a lady's seeking. You don't grasp it. But to answer your question, a lady says, sincerely repent for your sins and yearn for the good. And when she says that, she goes, yearn also in the name of those who have not come to know the perfection of the good. 
we who understand this, and in our fears, we, we, we don't say that, and I say we, I mean you out there who know what the good father is and know what needs to be done, you've got to yearn for those by proxy. You've got to stand in for them because they don't know the true meaning of fatherhood. They do not grasp what it means to live in a, in a family unit. Uh, You've you got beasts out there that will kill because they don't know love. They've never experienced the love of God. And this is what Mary has spoken about, that there's going to be some kind of grace that's going to come to these people all across the world. It's going to be like a wave. It's going to be released through a secret prayer. She's praying right now, and Visca. When that's released, a wave, a tsunami, will go through the world somehow in that fashion, and a grace is going to be then where they're going to feel God's love for the first time in their life because they never felt it from the father because they never had the grounds from the mother. And so they were in the war zone. They were nothing but fighting the whole time. They were divorced. They were by themselves coming home from first grade. No home, no parents, no nothing, no love. And so you yearn for those. I, I yearn. I, I'm, my heart is so strong about these, these youth out there. And, and even when they're 25 years old or they're 30 years old, who's been wounded in this war zone, whose heart was shot out, who's hardened and calloused. So by proxy, we're to yearn for this grace. And this is why I wrote this prayer for the non-believers that you see on the, on the second of every month. Read that prayer. Cut it out. That's yearning. That prayer is yearning for non-believers that we can change them by our yearning to God to bring them, bring them to perfection. And they'll feel that perfection and they'll have wisdom and knowledge everything. In other words, what we're asking is God to father, father us. You know, we need the love of the Father to father. Uh, our souls aren't sufficient being wounded in these war zones. We have the strength that we can really learn who God is, the perfection of the good. So ask Our Lady to intercede that God will father you.
for the name of those who have not come to know the perfection of God, the good, for all those who do not know God the Father. As enthusiasm is defined to infuse a divine spirit, ask for the grace of enthusiasm, an enthusiastic spirit of grace to descend upon you for the message that you can stand in for those bad mothers and fathers and the recipients of the children of this structure and change things through this spirit. Good night, we love you, and we wish you our lady.